It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. City, one of the most interesting communities in the entire world. One of the people that uh, makes it interesting is Scott Chronic, and he is a man that wears many hats. He's a radio talk show host on uh, WOND, a terrific talk station out there. He's a freelance journalist for NJ.com and a bunch of other publications. He's the co-owner of one of my favorite places to go, the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall, and he's the organizer of of the often imitated but never quite duplicated Wing Fest. Scott, it's great to talk with you. Thanks for uh, joining me on the radio. I know it can be a tough hour. Uh, That's okay. Good morning, Frank. How you doing? I'm doing well. It was great to see you at New Year's Eve Eve. I'm sorry we didn't get to chat more, and uh, I'm also sorry that uh, that some of the speeches went on a bit too long, and that is (laughs) something we're going to remedy for next year, so don't worry. you still got to come back. Uh uh, no, no problem. Absolutely, it was uh, it was fun. It was uh, it, it was long. The speeches were long, and the uh, and the house was small. But hey, you know what? We all got closer together. That exactly. Night. Literally. Exactly. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, you avoided uh, COVID, which uh, I, I think a few people came down with that night. Now, um, you uh, are the organizer of Wing Fest. Fill us in. What's Wing Fest? So Wing Fest is a uh, event on February 4th. It's the dead week between the Super Bowl and the uh, playoffs uh, where we have 17 uh, restaurants and bars that get together and they compete against each other for an all-you-can-eat Wing Fest. So people come in and uh, they pay one price. Uh, the early admission tickets are sold out, so it's just a, a general admission scenario right now. You come in, you get to eat as many wings as you want from all 17 different places. You mm. get to vote for your favorite wings, and uh, then uh, – 
it, it's pretty fun. You know, you get there's great music. We have the Anthony Cryzon band. He used to be from the Spin Doctors. Uh, we have contests like people get to dunk uh, for wings and blue cheese, kind of like instead of dunking for apples, they dunk for wings and blue cheese. Uh, and then, uh, but the but the major attraction is that you get to try 17 different places uh, until uh, until you can't eat any more wings. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of great wings. Uh, that sounds great. Give me a couple of the places that uh, are are participating that uh, are offering their wings. Well, we, of course, we have Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall that you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. We have Tuzzy's, which is our next-door neighbor. We uh, A lot of the casinos uh, do it, including uh, Golden Nugget has a couple of places, including Bill's Bar and Burger. Uh, and um, and and their and their sister operation, Michael Patrick's. There's um, uh, Ocean Casino, Caesars, Wingcraft, which is a great place uh, right on the walk in Atlantic City. Uh, and then there's some uh, people you know outside of Atlantic City, including uh, you know um, Essel's Dugout, which mm. is a great breakfast spot uh, down in Cape May County. Yesterday's and Doville and Hooters from Atlantic City is there. And and new to this year is really cool. The students from Atlantic Cape Community College's Culinary Arts Program. They're all competing right now to figure out who's going to uh, be the student that's going to get their recipe uh, included in Wingfest, and the students are even going to get involved this year. So it's it's a lot of fun, and probably the best thirty five bucks you can spend all year, man. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Thirty five bucks, and you can get all the wings from all those different places, as many wings as you can eat. That's right. That's yep. pretty exciting. Pretty cool. So again, uh, it's uh, uh, the week before the Super Bowl. But if people want to, if people want to participate, how do they do it? If they want to go, they can just go to eventbrite.com uh, and search for Atlantic City Wing Fest, and uh, we'll see them there. And it will sell out. Uh, there's only about 150 tickets left, uh, which is really amazing. So uh, I would say in the next week it's going to be sold out, so they better get them now. That, that is pretty exciting. Hey, uh, you mentioned the uh, Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. It's a spot that I love to go to. There is a story in the Philly Voice that uh, you guys at the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall are serving a cheeseburger inspired by the menu. Uh, What is the menu? I know it's a horror comedy and it's gotten a lot of attention. Without giving any spoilers away, what is the menu and why are you basing a cheeseburger on it? So the menu is, it's funny because it's really based on one of the greatest restaurants in the world that just recently announced they're going to close down. Um, but it's uh, on this remote island and people come there and eat and they get treated to, uh, you know, a dinner of a lifetime. But uh, without giving away too much, of course, you, there's a lot of pretentiousness. There's a lot of uh, interesting dishes. There's, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a cast of characters that will certainly uh, entertain people. And the bottom line is that when it really comes down down to it do people really ultimately crave an amazing cheeseburger over all others right i mean so um so that was my idea and and the funny thing is i really had to kind of convince my chef to do it (laughs) you know like uh, that's basically what it's about is about pretentious chefs and uh and not that my chef is pretentious but i had to convince him the uh, to do this thing and we took a page right out of the main character who's played by ray fines uh, who who made this cheeseburger, and we copied the cheeseburger literally down to every ingredient, and we're offering the menu cheeseburger cool. for a limited time, or at least until Chef Sorit says so. So uh, <laughs> that, it's it's, <laughs> it's just it's just uh, having a little fun with uh, a pretty popular movie right now, and uh, and let me tell you something, the cheeseburger is awesome. It's, it's awesome. It sounds pretty impressive. Now, um, 
We, we've been talking over the last few years of the about the role that the CRDA has been trying to play in uh, Atlantic City's branding. And one of their main entities, CRDA's main entities, has been Meet AC. And it's supposedly uh, a big uh, effort to increase tourism to Atlantic City and uh, maybe some convention business and that sort of a thing. I read this week that they are rebranding as Visit Atlantic City. Does this make any difference? Are more people people going to come to Atlantic City if they see an ad from Visit Atlantic City versus Meet AC? No, I do not think uh, it's going to make a difference. And, uh, uh, you know, listen, I think that it's more of a branding standpoint for people inside of the industry so that when people call other conventions uh, for, you know, and they try to go and and bait other convention uh, people to come to Atlantic City, that when they, you know, when they hear or when they see Visit AC, they kind of immediately know what it is. I think that Meet AC had a branding issue that when you hear Meet AC, maybe not everyone knows what it is. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean from the public, I mean from a um, convention planner you know, side of things. So I think that when you hear visit AC, maybe it makes immediate sense of what it is. Uh, I'm not sure that they had to pay, uh, you know, a firm to, to come up with that, but they did. And, and, and I do think it's good to rebrand it uh, because I do think there was some confusion of what is meet AC. So I think with visit AC, it's uh, yeah, it's, it clear. Is a, it, it's a cut and dry thing. You know what it is. Sure. You know? No, that, that makes sense. Obviously you alluded to uh, the uh, football playoffs this weekend, a pretty exciting game. Hopefully it'll be exciting between the Eagles and the giants um, Atlantic city. There's a lot of New York area football fans, or at least North Jersey area football fans, and there's a whole bunch of Eagles fans because of Atlantic City's proximity to Philadelphia. What are you hearing down there in terms of where the fans are, um, you know, are are feeling about this game and where the betters are feeling about the upcoming Eagles-Giants game? Well, and there's also a lot of Cowboys fans uh, down here as Mm. well. Uh, uh, But, you know, I think that, listen, down here really is uh, uh, Eagles country. You know, there are some Giants fans and Cowboys fans, but the majority of people down here are Eagles fans. And if people think Giants fans are obnoxious, uh, spend some time around an Eagles (laughs) fan. Uh, uh, They they think that they could win everything, even if they have the worst team uh, on the planet. Uh, So there's no no, uh, unbiased opinions about uh, how they think the Eagles are going to do this weekend. They all think that the Eagles are going to dominate. But the bookies uh, say otherwise, right? So the bookies are saying, I think the spread is what, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's going down a little bit. I think it's still around a touchdown. So right. Yeah, I think, I think it was eight or nine points, yeah. I think the bookies are going to uh, say it's going to be a little closer than Eagles fans, but uh, i got to be honest with you, I do think the Eagles fans have an advantage, and the sports books are going to be busy, man. The sports books are doing really, really well. Uh, there are a lot of fun places to watch the game in Atlantic City because of those sports books. And uh, make your reservation because if you think you're going to come to the Atlantic City sports book and walk right in and get a seat, uh, you're sadly mistaken. Uh, it is going to be packed at every single sports book in Atlantic City. Atlantic City is always busy, even when it, when it was at its worst. It was always busy during the summer. Um, the winter is a little bit more of a mixed bag, and uh, the winter Atlantic City that that tends to kind of rise and fall with the city's fortunes overall. What are you seeing in terms of your joint? What are you seeing in the city in general about how many people are visiting are visiting Atlantic City now that we're in winter? I'm an 80s metalhead, and as Cinderella sang, it's a long, cold winter, <laughs> uh, especially in Atlantic City, man. And uh, it is. I mean, we're experiencing, I would say, from from the beer hall standpoint, you know, records records 
uh, slowing down uh, in the offseason. As soon as Labor Day hit, we, we saw an immediate drop-off. Um, and, and then after Thanksgiving, it's 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 like a ghost town. Of course, you have your ups and downs. Uh, on, sun, on Sundays, it gets busy because of the, uh, of the sports book. On Saturdays, they're always good in Atlantic City. But weekdays are really rough, Frank. I mean, uh, not, not just for us, but for everybody. I was just in one of the casinos yesterday walking through, and uh, it is it is tough, man. It, it's tough to make it, and you could even see how the casinos have really backed off headliners even more than usual this hmm. uh, January. It is uh, it is a slow time here, man. And uh, I, I don't know if it's the economy, if it's gas prices, if it's recession, if it's all the above. No more COVID money out there. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, it, it's it's been a tough winter so far, well, uh, I, I, and the weather's been good, which 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 is you know which which you would think helps, but um, it, it hasn't helped. I, I hate to hear that, and uh, I I also wonder about the future of Atlantic City with more and more localities moving forward with uh, legalized casino gambling. And if they're not doing well now that it's winter, I have to wonder when there's increased competition from places like New York and more legal casinos. Uh, I wonder what that portends for the future. Yeah, um, it's not. No competition is going to help. I mean, we've obviously have adjusted because of casinos in in Pennsylvania and uh, and you know other other vicinities and Delaware and and you name it. But uh, listen, Atlantic City is a unique position in the sense that it has a beach. There's nine casinos. People like to jump around from casino to casino, and there's a lot of loyalty. And with all of those other casinos, you know, you don't really stay over. You don't really get those uh, high end restaurants. You don't really get the concerts. Uh, that right. uh, you get in Atlantic City. So uh, it, it's a unique place. And, and I think as long as the state of New Jersey doesn't mess with that formula and build casinos up north, I think that um, Atlantic City is going to be okay. Yeah, no, let's hope so. Talking with uh, Scott Cronick, he's a radio talk show host, he's a freelance journalist and the co owner at the uh, Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. Scott, you got to give me your take or your theory or your gut instinct on what is going on with these whales on the beach. I mean, it's now an alarming number of whales that have washed up on the beach, not only in Atlantic City, but in Brigantine and some other parts of the Jersey Shore. Some people are saying that this is the sonar mapping that's a precursor to the wind farms. Governor Phil Murphy says uh, that's he doesn't think that's the case, and they're not going to do anything to slow down. What are some of the other theories about this, and what do you think is going on? I mean, no question. It's sad. I mean, um, my wife, who is the farthest person from a conspiracy theorist, is uh, is 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 you know really upset about it and concerned about it. And I think that the bottom line is this: you know, I've I've tried to get people, uh, whether it's the Marine Mammal Stranding Center and Brigantine uh, or Stockton professors, to come on my show and talk about it, and no one wants to talk about it because they're worried about kind of getting tagged with politicizing this thing. And 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 I get it. And I, I guess my theory on the thing is. I don't know, right? I mean, and and that's the problem is that in this world uh, is that everyone thinks they're experts on everything, right? So we see nine whales wash up, and everyone wants to say, oh, it's because of this, or it's because of the solar farms, or it's because of sonar testing. And you know what, Frank, it could be. And, I, and I'm not saying it's not, but I think that we all have to kind of like 
let's sit back and let's let let's let let's let the scientists and the marine biologists come up with autopsies and and reasons of why this is happening before we jump to any conclusions i mean um jumping to conclusions isn't going to save any whales immediately but what you know but but if we can wait a month or two and then look at the results and see what they are and then make responsible decisions after that I think that's what you do. I think Karen Fitzpatrick, our state assembly, made a, made a great point. She said a number of years back, um, there was a summer where all these sharks were washing up on the beach. Right. And, uh, you know, we all thought, oh, my God, you know, we're never going to get in the waters again <laughs> in Atlantic City. There's so many sharks. And it turned out there was this, um, you know, bacterial infection or something that was going around in the water. And, and that's what was the cause of this. And I don't think that's the case with this. But, you know, the, the early results were, you know, these whales have bruising. It looks like some ships hit them. And uh, is it, are the ships seeing them because of sonar and their and their off guidance, or is it because something else is going on? So, you know, the, I, I just wish everybody would take a deep breath. Let's let science, you know, try to figure this out. You know, people that are way smarter than me uh, and most Facebook scientists out there, and and let's uh, and let's hope that you know we come to some real 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 answers and that we can try to adjust it then and. Uh, uh, let's just not jump to conclusions with this world loves to do. Yeah, well, that's for sure. Well said. You alluded to the uh, possible slowdown in terms of entertainment headliners in uh, in Atlantic City. I think last weekend uh, you had a real legend, uh, Wayne Newton, in town. I think he was performing at uh, at resorts. Anything exciting over the course of the next month or two in terms of entertainment that uh, you think people should be aware of? Anything that you're excited about? Uh, yeah, you know, w- w- one of the things that happens uh, in the off season or, or all year round is that the casinos love to book uh, comedians because they're cheap. You don't need a lot of production, right? You only need a microphone and a big room. And uh, and and we've done a, an amazing job in Atlantic City of booking some of the greatest comedians that you're going to find. And uh, you know, David Spade, one of my favorites, is going to be uh, at Hard Rock on um, on February 4th, the same day as uh, Wing Wars. Chris Rock is at Borgata the night before. Uh, Sarah Silverman. Uh, who might get a little political for me these days. I used to like her in the old days when she was a little more uh, just raunchy as opposed to political. She's uh, she's at Ovation Hall at Ocean Casino Resort on February 4th. Um, uh, but there's also a, uh, a Motley Crue and Def Leppard is a big show. I mean, you got to remember, they played stadiums last year, and now they're playing a small venue like the Hard Rock on February 10th. Uh, that, that's an amazing show uh, for such a small venue. And the big one, um, you know, you were playing the band earlier. Uh, the, the ver- I think that was the band's version, wasn't it? Absolutely. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, so Billy Strings is this new guy. He's a bluegrass guy. Uh, and he's an amazing guitar player, and he uh, also is a jam band. And they're playing three sold-out shows at the Hard Rock, uh, February 16th, 17th, and 18th. And the town is going to go crazy for him. Uh, they they uh, they're sold out, and they're going to have all kind of post parties and pre parties that we're going to have at the beer hall and other venues around town. Uh, so it's almost like when uh, Fish came to town, uh, except a little smaller venue. Uh, I think these the, the hippies and the jam band people are really going to take over the town that weekend, uh, and we're really looking forward for that shot of the arm uh, in the uh, in the offseason. And don't forget, uh, even though we're probably not going to have a St. Patrick's Day parade this year, uh, that is like the official time when Atlantic City starts to come alive again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have a big party the weekend before uh, St. Patrick's Day, and the whole town goes crazy, uh, jumps and bar hops and, and makes fools out of themselves. But it's a great time in Atlantic City. Awesome. Uh, Scott, always a treat to talk with you. I'm hoping to schedule a trip down there sooner rather than later. Hopefully we'll catch up in person. 
Oh man, that'd be great. And uh, um, you know, say hi to the wife and the uh, and and the little baby. I guess not so little anymore. Yeah, he's getting uh, big. It's... He's getting big. Well, uh, <laughs> hopefully, you'll see him next time we come down there. Scott Chronic, hear him uh, every afternoon on WOND. Uh, check him out uh, at the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall or on uh, NJ.com. Scott, it's always a treat. Thank you. All right, have a great night. Bye bye. Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you're welcome to give me a call. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.